are you going to do with all this extra time? Like, what business are you going to start? You know, what exercise regime are you going to be doing? Hey guys, and welcome back to Match Moments. As a lot of us are entering a second lockdown, we wanted to reflect back on the first lockdown and just share some advice and recommendations so that we can all get through the second one together. But before we do that, we'll go through our highs and lows of the week. So Leo, how was your week? Well, I feel like my highlights and lowlights kind of are intertwined because (laughs) my... Okay, so this one, I'll start with my lowlights this time. Because my low light was kind of anxiety around, like, the US election. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like this is the first election that, I don't know, I have followed this intensely in the US. Because I feel like we could all feel the intense ramifications it would have on us, even in Europe. Yeah. And I was just, like, every few I don't know minutes or every hour I was just like checking my phone for the notifications and I remember in the night like when we went to sleep on the third and then in the morning of the fourth I was like immediately like oh my god what do we have any results and especially at first because it really wasn't looking good for Biden at all because it was so close and I was just like I can't believe that it was so close yeah the fact that it actually was something like it shouldn't I know it should have been an easy win for Biden yeah but I think (laughs) I was I was kind of hopeful going into the election, but I I wouldn't have been surprised if Trump had won. So it was kind of like just anxious hope the entire time. Yeah. So what's your highlight then? <laughs> so my highlight <laughs> is the Biden one. <laughs> I think I feel like that's going to be a lot of people's highlights for this week. Honestly, I was watching loads of videos yesterday on like Instagram on YouTube about um like there were people filming their streets like especially in New York and LA of everybody like the cars honking and everybody clapping and cheering and I'm like I don't know I feel like I was tearing up watching it because like you could just feel yeah it felt like everybody can collectively just finally breathe again you know it feels like the bit of hope that we kind of needed in this really shitty year politically and economically yeah I know. Can you like? I couldn't imagine an, any like other alternative. So having Trump for another four years, like oh, it would God. just not be something we need. No, I think it would be awful, and I, I, I don't think it's over yet. Like I think it's going to be very interesting having Trump still sort of in office for the next few months. I love how he, um, he chose to go play golf, and like everyone was like, huh, <laughs> "Who's going to tell him? We don't know." And he's just there, like playing off, not knowing what's going on. Oh my god, I, I don't want to be the person who had to tell Donald Trump I know. that he lost the election. <laughs> but even more, I think, insane um, than Biden winning is, I think, like Kamala Harris being vice president, I know. like being the first black female vice president. I know we've made progress, haven't we? As a a human collective. I would hope so. Yes. I think that's a very good sign. It's a good moment. To be fair, how insane, like, her name will go down in history as, like, the first ever woman vice president. That's amazing. I mean, I do think it's insane that it has taken this many years. This long. I know. For there to be a female vice president, let alone, like, obviously there's no female president. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Kamala can be our next female president. Yeah, we can always hope. can go from vice president to president. Yeah. <laughs> what about your week? Okay, so my the high of my week was um, that I managed to go see my sister before lockdown. Because Aww. we obviously... So 
we had planned to go see her on I think Sunday and then we knew that Boris was making an announcement that he, we might go into lockdown so we were like shit 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 is that like can we still go blah blah blah, blah. but then we met, we realized that because it, it only happened on Thursday the lockdown so yeah. we could still go see her on the Sunday and so we drove that's so nice it was so hard though going on like a socially distanced walk and like not being able like like not being able to just hug her um yeah but it was yeah it was so nice we managed to see her for a few hours and we took oscar the dog with us so that yada could finally meet him as well and it was just a nice nice day at least knowing like because chances are we're gonna see her again next month so it's just a month like now we're counting down that's so cool yeah because of christmas Christmas, yeah and then yeah so talking about christmas that goes to my low um which is that we've like as a family we've just decided that it would not be the best time to see my parents for christmas um like flying there and stuff so we've just so they've canceled our tickets to go home so we we just know now that we're not seeing our parents for christmas which which is the first time in our whole lives that we like didn't have our parents for christmas which sucks but yeah that's so sad at least like i'm hoping at least i could see my sisters yeah i really hope that you can because i i don't know i completely get that that I mean, that was, for me, worst case scenario was sort of thinking that I couldn't go home for Christmas. Yeah. So, and obviously for you, you live even further away than me. Yeah. So it was even more impossible for you to fly back. And it's just such a shitty situation because you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, that's it's the, the thing. It's the right thing for you not to see your parents, yeah. but. Because uh, flights are open. So like, technically we could go, but my mom's immunocompromised. So we just, we didn't think it would, yeah, it wouldn't be the right thing to do, especially with us coming all from different places yeah so, you yeah. just feel anxious and what if something happens yeah we don't want to put a blame on anyone and like to have to worry about that no. so it's just better to stay safe and then we're just hoping that when things calm down we can all just see them and just travel back but yeah hopefully hopefully it all just ends soon and we can just go back to normal yeah and at least the silver lining is that all of your sisters also live in the uk yeah so at least you're not like spread across the continent and you'd have to be sort of the only person in your family that's in the UK yeah yeah it's not too hard to see my sisters so it just depends on the law obviously we want we don't want to do anything illegal (laughs) (laughs) no I feel like you've you've behaved very responsibly throughout this whole pandemic I know I literally haven't done anything (laughs) (laughs) like like starting the second lockdown everyone's like are you ready for it and I'm like literally like my life hasn't changed I've been I've been in a lockdown for the past seven (laughs) months like I don't know what everyone's why is everyone so stressed about it? It feels the same for me. <laughs> Which sucks. I guess this transitions us very seamlessly into the yeah, topic that we wanted to talk about today. Because yeah. obviously, I think it was a week ago for Germany and England. I think they were announced a few days apart. That yeah. we're now all going into a second lockdown. Woot woot, fun times for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So we thought it would be kind of fitting if we kind of reflected on the first lockdown, what we've maybe learned from it, how we found it, and then some recommendations and advice that we can give you, but also that we're basically giving ourselves things yeah. to keep in mind when going into the second lockdown, preventing us from going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how was your how how did you find the first lockdown, Leo? It was just a crazy 
change. I don't think my life has ever changed that drastically from like basically yeah. one week to the other. Because the one week before, I was just still going into the office every day. I was working in London like three times a week. And I remember the day before lockdown was announced or it was announced that we all had to work from home. We were still on this massive like social gathering with work. It was kind of like my introduction <laughs> to the new team. We were out drinking. Aww. And little did we know that we would never be going back into the office again as a team for this many months. So, so you didn't see them at changed. all? No. Oh my gosh, how weird. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was such a drastic shift. And then I was suddenly going from that sort of crazy, hectic, busy life um, to suddenly working from home every day. And it was actually very lucky because I got a new flatmate just I think two weeks before lockdown started and before that I was living alone Mm -hmm. so it was such good timing that I actually did get a flatmate and also that we got along because we only knew each other at that point for like two weeks so it could have gone so bad you are so lucky together yeah yeah it could have gone like really well or just horribly because then you would just be stuck with a stranger that you don't like and like I know can't leave and also I hadn't met her before it was just meeting we met over the internet over this like sort of flat share you know searching for room site yeah so I, I really got lucky oh so yeah I think it was I think the transition was tougher that so the first few weeks I think it just like took I think it wasn't so much getting used to working from home it was also just like the panic of like the state of the world like do you remember everybody was freaking stock buying <laughs> toilet paper yes and just buying so much food I remember I was buying so many cans of things and like I was just like panicking about everything and then I was yeah everyone worried. thought it was the end of the world yeah it was crazy <laughs> and also then I was worrying about whether I should go home or not because my parents wanted me to go home but I didn't really feel like it was safe to fly at that point um and then I think I just got used to kind of you know working from home was definitely a big shift and I think we mm-hmm. all kind of fell into our different routines with the freaking zoom calls and banana bread baking oh, stages yeah. <laughs> everyone is making banana bread i have no idea why like oh why God, did I it become such a bread. popular thing i don't know either but i found the best banana bread recipe ever through quarantine so i'm kind See, of was grateful worth it. <laughs> worth it just for the banana bread recipe <laughs> yikes i went vegan over lockdown as well I mean, oh my god! It you, I can't believe that. I know. You've been vegan your whole life. <laughs> I was born to be vegan, and lockdown just yeah. made me come into my true form. Just <laughs> makes you realize how long we've been dealing. I know. With oh my gosh. So yeah, I actually feel a lot calmer going into this lockdown than I did the first yeah. lockdown. Because we've all been through it. <laughs> yeah, it feels more familiar. Yeah, to be fair, which is I guess also sad. What about you? How was your first lockdown? Because I guess I was just working from home. You were studying, like you were still at uni. Yeah, so I, I remember being in a lecture and we everyone, like people were, were wearing masks already then in March. And I was just like, wait, why is everyone like wearing masks? What's oh. going on? And then during a lecture, I got an email saying that my exam, because I had an exam a week later. Um, and I got an email being like, oh, yeah, this exam is postponed and it's going to be online. And I was like, wait, what? Why? Like, what's going on? Um, and then obviously you just realize that, okay, shit, like it's actually happening and we're all being affected by it. Uh, and then literally that weekend I packed my bags and left uni to move to 
like move down here in Winchester to stay with my boyfriend's parents because it was it was also the beginning of uh, Easter holiday and oh, we didn't want to we didn't want to be like on campus and then have it have to be stuck there see that would have been so bad yeah depending on because also I live uh, I lived in a studio so it was literally one room with yeah. a kitchen and a desk so like I would go crazy if I was yeah. in, if I was there during lockdown um so for me it was like even, I just remember packing my suitcase and being like, how long am I packing this bag for? Because in, in my head, I was like, okay, three weeks, maybe. And I'll come That's back. the thing. Like, Nobody thought it was going to last. Yeah. I was like, three weeks, you know, whatever, a month, two months, max. I've been here for, I don't even know now. Next March, it would be a year. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. So eight months already. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it was just, I think the hardest thing for me was, I feel like when you're studying, you lose track of the days. So, like, yeah. the weekends just aren't... I feel like you don't stop working on a Friday and like, you enjoy the weekend. So, for me, every day I was studying and, like, working. And I and I had I wrote my dissertation in lockdown, which is the weirdest thing to think about. Like, I was in one room and I wrote just my whole dissertation. At least you didn't have FOMO. There was nothing for you to miss. No party. I know, no I was going out. No, to be fair. Yeah. The most thing I suffered from was, cab- I think, cabin fever because mm-hmm. I was, like, in one room from 7 a.m. till 10, 11 p.m. every day. So I didn't take weekends off to, like, distract myself. I was always studying, studying, studying. So I just... One thing I wish I did was just take time to focus on myself because I feel like it would have made it so much easier. But also, I think being in lockdown, I didn't have that, like, moment of realization where I was like, okay, this is... Okay, we're in a lockdown. This is happening. It was all yeah. just like, okay, it's all happening. And I you have no, like, kind of took like, each day as it came. And yeah. you weren't really able to process like, okay, this is a long term thing. How am I going to prepare for this yeah. the best? And like, what can I do to make this like sustainable? Especially for you working every day, because yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever been as grateful to be out of uni as I was <laughs> in lockdown. Because and also that I had a job that was sort of stable. Because obviously, so many jobs needed to furlough people or fire people completely. So I think I was just so freaking grateful to even be working to have that routine so it was something to keep me going you know from yeah nine to five thirty I was definitely working and then weekends I had off I think that really helped me and I think even if you don't have that permanent job I think that's something good to create for yourself like to kind of create like a fake sense of routine for yourself yeah yeah to still make you yourself feel busy yeah yeah because to be fair after after I finished my dissertation, I think that was probably the hardest bit because I was, when I had my dissertation to do, I had at least something to be thinking of and, and working it's towards. like a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then literally I had no life purpose after my dissertation <laughs> because obviously like job applications were so crap. Like no one was replying. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like rejecting because they were like, we don't know if we can, you know, hire yeah. people anymore. So I was just there like not having anything to do and just getting rejection emails and I was like wow this is gonna be my life and even like the uncertainty of it like I like I didn't know um Ed's parents were gonna be so nice to let me stay here until I had my life sorted so I was just like shit what am I like how am I gonna get an apartment and move out without having any source of income like it was actually such a stressful period reflecting back on it now that is freaking stressful I think that's actually one of the biggest thing that helped me was just like reminding myself of how grateful I should be and like how lucky I was and like you as well and I guess because I think it's so easy to get in that trap or that mindset of like oh my god what would I be doing otherwise if this wasn't happening or like where could I have you know because with my job I was supposed to 
be traveling to different places because I was in the PR team at the time. So I was supposed to go to Korea, to France, to Italy on like work trips. (laughs) And so whenever I kind of wanted to think about that, I was like, you know, there's honestly, there's no point reflecting on that. Yeah. Or going down that path because things are just the way they are. You can't change them. And things have they things could have been so much worse yeah for me and they have been so much worse for so many other people so I think that's really something and even now thinking about that kind of prevents me from like going down a dark rabbit hole and just like trying to just constantly just be grateful for yeah like what you have I think it's a tricky thing though because my way of coping with things is always always being like, it could be worse, like I could be in this worse situation. But also I think something I always tell other people, I'm like, okay, even though it could be worse, but you're allowed to be upset, like it isn't. Yeah. You had the, all these plans and stuff, and even though it's not the end of the world, like I feel like you have a right to be upset to some extent yeah. and to feel it and acknowledge that it's not the way you wanted it to be. But yeah, but then take that and then be grateful for what you do have. It's like a tricky balance. I think it's really because I know that a lot of people were kind of on the internet because the internet was, I think, a very toxic place at that time. And I think it still is. But I think people got so mad at like high school students or college students graduating about like, oh, you know, you're upset about you missing your graduation or your prom. And there's people, you know, losing their homes and losing their jobs. And obviously, those are completely different problems in scale. But that doesn't yeah. mean that students aren't Can't allowed feel to be bad. sad. Yeah, yeah. Because these are once in a lifetime sort of moments that you're missing out on, like graduation, yeah. that, you know, are normally taken for granted that you have them or people that had to, you know, cancel their weddings or there's so many things that people had been planning and planning towards looking forwards to that, you know, that fell through or even, yeah. you know, study abroads and internships and all of these things. So I think you should be allowed to feel those feelings. And I think instead of maybe thinking of like, oh, people have it so much worse, maybe it's just more being grateful for the things that you do have. So following on from that, we wanted to just give some advice, taking what we've learned from the first lockdown and applying it to the second lockdown and all the things that we want to implement ourselves and maybe things that we want to sort of share with you as well, things that we've, that have helped us. So the first tip I have is just don't be so hard on yourself. So I guess it goes back to us saying, like, it's okay to be upset. Um, And it's just, like, if you're having a bad day and you're feeling alone, like, and you're just not motivated and just not in the mood to be working, blah, 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 blah. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Acknowledge that it's okay to have bad days, especially in times like this. And, like, take those extra steps to just um make yourself feel better whether it is just taking a night off to get in like cozy pjs and watch like your favorite movie or just doing something like anything that can help you take your mind off of whatever is stressing you out but just like the main thing is don't be hard on yourself like it this is a hard time for everyone um and we're all allowed to be in this stage of like not knowing what we're doing um and just because you're not progress so like for me my goal was to finish to have a graduate job as soon as I finished my master's like that was something I was I started applying for j- grad jobs in September of last year and mm-hmm. I don't have a job now so um and I think I I did kind of let myself down because I kept saying to myself like oh, I've always had this plan and I wanted to do this but yeah like things happen circumstances have changed and like it's not my fault it's not something I'm doing wrong no. it's just the way things are um so just accept that this is gonna affect things in your life and just 
don't make it, don't it's not a you problem it's a world problem so yeah just take it like that letting go of those expectations I wrote down something yeah. really similar and also kind of letting go of that constant pressure to be productive because I think there was loads of things circling around being like oh you know what are you going to do with all this extra time like what business are you going to start you know what exercise regime are you going to be doing you know do these lockdown home workouts and yeah all of this you know think of these two three hours of your commute you're saving um I feel like in a way yes that there is a bit of truth in that that yes obviously you do have way more time and you shouldn't just be you know doing nothing and just be wallowing in self-pity and that's also not going to help. But also I think it's counterproductive to be putting so much pressure on yourself to be doing something productive every single day because that's like just not realistic and also not helpful right now because this is just very stressful circumstances. Yeah. I guess it's horrible because we're constantly seeing um, like on social media and stuff, everyone being like, oh, my, the perfect day, like waking up and, you know, doing this and going on what like a 10 hour run. And it's like, no one has time for this shit. <laughs> like they like if they have time, it's fine that you don't. And like you're not taking them. Like, don't feel like you have to do something because others are like suddenly having this new time to do all these exciting things. Um, Like, just do what makes you happy. You're only seeing what people want to share on social media yeah people are never going to share when they're just like having a lazy day or not doing something productive because then you know nobody's going to be making a story about that or posting about that (laughs) even sit in my pjs for five hours (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so i feel like you just have to always keep that in mind I guess, like, for me, the second advice I have is just to take time to focus on yourself. And I guess, yeah. so it's like, we have all this now new time, and obviously, like, you're not expected to do anything, but if you feel like you want to focus on, like, I'm at least grateful that now, in lockdown, like, working part-time and, like, just having all this new time, I can, like, do things that I've always wanted to do, but I've put it off. So yeah. it's not something I'm, I feel pressured to do by other people, it's just something that I have wanted to do. Yeah. Um, whether it is like read like reading in the morning I've started doing that which I'm very happy about and yeah. like um doing some yoga and this is not like pressure because I've seen other people do it I've I've just genuinely always been like oh, I want to because I don't like running and I don't like <laughs> a yeah. very, really strenuous activity so I was just like okay yoga is something fun and it just gets your body like relaxed and stretched so it's something I've wanted to do and I feel like if I was working full-time having to wake up at five or six to commute and stuff I would not have time to be doing those things so I'm just grateful that I do have that time now to be focusing on things that make me happy I completely agree and I think it's so easy to get caught up in these like draining activities when you have so much more time like for example Netflix or like scrolling on social media when that isn't really giving anything back to you and I think instead it's so much better if you kind of take the time to consciously invest that into yourself, whether that is like reading. I've been reading so much more in lockdown, <laughs> like walks, yoga. I've loved journaling as well. I know I've journaled yes. for like a really long time. I think probably since I was 11 <laughs> on and off. <laughs> and that personally really helps me because it kind of, you get all your feelings that you might be kind of accumulating in your head you just get them out on paper and it kind of just helps you reflect your own emotions and also it's I think it's so interesting to be able to look back at this time and kind of seeing the different stages you go through so I think future you is going to be grateful if you journal and write things down that you're processing at the moment it's so nice to reflect back and I'm just thinking because um Ed's mom has made like a lockdown 
uh, like time capsule thing. So it's from the first lockdown. She's put in like photos she's taken of us, like doing things, maybe like recipes she's tried out, new things, um, like drawings she's made. And now she's like kept it away. And it's just something like in a few years to look back on and be like, okay, this is what I spent these months doing. That's so sweet. It's like a nice thing to think about. That just shows that even though we feel like we're missing out on things or it's easy to think that, you know, we're making new memories that we otherwise (laughs) wouldn't have made. I think it's crazy because I know a friend who was supposed to be in New York this year and she had to leave New York and come home to Germany, which is obviously super sad. I know that she was so extremely disappointed about that. But instead, she's now met her now boyfriend in Germany. (laughs) So she would have, she would have never been in the relationship she is now if she was still in New York. And obviously both options are amazing. Like if she had been in New York, that would have been super cool. But also look at what she's kind of gained. (laughs) A relationship. Because of this unexpected. Yeah. So So I think it's really sweet. And also for me, being home with my family, I would have never been home for this long. Yeah. See, it puts everything into perspective. Like things happen for a reason. So so you've had like a chance to spend so much more time with your family. I've had a chance now to learn more and like see my dynamic with Ed's family, which is something like, it's something that's so important. And not a lot of couples have that time to like discover how you get on with your partner's parents. So like it's something I guess I'm great. I am grateful for. Um yeah it's just putting it into perspective i guess and just like things like even though it may suck that everything does happen for but at least i believe everything does happen for a reason and like there's i think so there is always something you can take out of any situation and like learn from it yeah i definitely agree and i think it's kind of a chance to build those like positive habits i heard this quote and it's like actions build habits and habits build character or something like that so the more you do something obviously then it becomes a habit and then if it's a habit then it actively sort of changes your personality yeah it becomes a part of your like lifestyle and like how you shape yourself as a human being (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think for me what really helped me was kind of trying to at least move my body in some sort of way yeah each day even if it's only a walk or like a slow yoga session I think sometimes it can be hard to like get yourself motivated to just kind of make that first step to I don't know leave the house go for a run or go for a walk but I honestly think I feel better every time I do it afterwards I don't think I've ever regretted going on a walk or doing some sort of workout (laughs) I just remembered um, Ed made me go on a dog walk that was we literally walked up a hill and I was like I don't want to do this my legs hurt (laughs) (laughs) but then like after we got up and we sat there I was like oh the view's nice and I guess it was kind of worth it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just hate uphill you know the struggles <laughs> yeah uphills nobody likes going uphill it's no fun <laughs> um i i have one oh i have a few more advices <laughs> communicate <laughs> how you're feeling to the people that care about you and it's just because yeah i think when you're away like and like let's say you're away from those people it's like easy to be so consumed with like your own thoughts and like how you're feeling and then like not communicating that to other people it just it just ends up just staying in your head and like it can get overwhelming Mm -hmm. so something I've noticed which I've done more towards the end of the first lockdown was just um oh and also I guess like don't compare your situation to other people's situations so for I'll, I'll give an example so for me I'm living with a family now with Ed's family so I'm like at least grateful for that and then Yara my twin sister is well she had to go through lockdown alone um 
And in some way, I felt like I couldn't communicate my stresses and like how bad I felt to her because I was always like, yeah, but at least I have a family like to be with and she's alone. Um, And I ended up calling her one day and just being like, it is hard. Like I've I've lost like my sense of freedom and like my like independence Mm -hmm. and everything I've like built up at uni of becoming like this adult that can do things alone and now I'm like in a with a family and yeah. stuff and she and and I was really scared to tell her that because I didn't want her to feel like I was complaining because obviously like she would dream to be with other people like for her she said even just having movement in the house made like would make lockdown better um but then she was very understanding so I guess that's like something to learn that like if you have people that care about you even if their situation is worse like it's always good to communicate how you feel because they will like everyone's allowed to have like these different sad experiences and like no one should make you feel bad about them so it's like she she kind of like reassured me that you know it is okay and like it's okay to feel this way and I, and like she she knew that it sucked which is which is really nice to hear you know because I always made myself feel bad about it yeah no I think every experience or every situation no matter what you're in is going to have its own sort of pros and cons So it's just unique struggles in every situation. Okay, my next tip would be, which I kind of mentioned before as well, is to create a routine for yourself or at least sort of a sense of normalcy and make it be something that you can kind of look forward to every day. So for me, I've kind of started every morning, um, just like an hour before I need to go to work. I make myself a coffee and then I kind of sit down in like my big armchair and I drink my coffee and I read my book and I kind of listen to some music, and I always look forward to that, and it kind of helps me get out of bed earlier. And then most of the time I try and do some sort of workout. Most of the time I go running now that the gyms are closed again, sadly. But I feel like that really helps me get kind of like a good start to the day. And then also implementing things that are kind of to end off your work day, which kind of gives you a clear sense of, you know, difference or a clear cut from working to you know, after work life, because I think that I really struggled with that at the beginning of the first lockdown, kind of just working till 11pm because my laptop was still there and there were still things I needed to do. And then I think it's really hard because you're just working and sleeping oftentimes in like the same room. Yeah, it just ends up feeling like your life is repeated over and over every single day. (laughs) Yeah. And then it can kind of feel like this groundhog day. So similar to that, I think it's cool to kind of just like find joy in like the little things or make effort on like a very small scale. Mm -hmm. So for example, me and my friends did kind of like a pumpkin themed night and it was just so fun. It was just the three of us, but we kind of put so much effort into like decorating it and, you know, making all these pumpkin themed food and drinks and, you know, putting music on. It was just so fun to kind of, you know, get excited about you know something something little and kind of getting yourself in a festive spirit especially now approaching sort of Christmas and the holidays I think even if it's just you and like one other person you know you can bake cookies you can make mulled wine yourself you know watch specific movies knowing that you have that plan for the next day or the night I feel like it kind of just gives you that thing of you know something to look forward to which is kind of missing often during these like lockdown periods yeah that's such a good thing actually to think of and especially with like it's like you said with christmas it's like now now we actually have a reason to make christmas feel like an actual month-long thing rather than like a week (laughs) so just like enjoy this time of month and just like have fun 
play some Christmas music. I don't know, just make that effort to make the day seem more exciting. <laughs> yeah, watch all the Christmas movies that you never watched because you said you didn't have the time to. And now, instead of, you know, social interaction, we can just watch Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, and just have one by yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. I, I have, like, one more advice that I'd like to say. Um, and it's just to make extra effort to keep in contact with people that are living alone because it is so hard to be alone in times like this where you're literally like in a house or in an apartment and you have like no one's sound besides your own and it does make you feel crazy um and like not having any reason to go out makes it so much harder so if you know someone that is living alone um even if they aren't communicating that they're like suffering or like not doing the greatest it's just nice to keep in contact whether it is like a five minute phone call with them just to be like hey how are you like i'm walking somewhere now just thought I'd call you on the way just something small like that can just make them feel like they're actually speaking and communicating with people rather than texting um which can really change their day I think so it's just something to yeah. think about in general just like checking up on your friends and maybe messaging them in the same way that I guess think about what you would like to receive and then kind of reaching yeah. out to other people And now we wanted to give some more practical recommendations. So we wanted to kind of talk through our favorite book, series, podcasts, and books yes. that we've kind of enjoyed. So I have a couple of series I actually want to mention. Yeah, start with series. Yeah. So there is a series that I was just thinking about that I used to watch when I was younger, and it's called Switched at Birth. I don't know if you've seen it, Leo. Have you? I think I have. It's so good. It's about two girls that were... Okay, it's in the title. They were switched at birth. <laughs> um, and then... But, like, no, they didn't notice until they got older. Um, and then one of one of the sisters and is deaf. So they talk about, like, the cha- that, those challenges. And, like, it's just... It's kind of like a teen, like, just uh, drama. But it's just nice because you just... You bond with the characters. And it's an easy watch, I think. Um, and the characters are all, like, really nice. It's you're, It's easy to fall in love with them. So I recommend that one. And then for like fun series, I recommend Scrubs because it's just I've never really watched funny. that. Um, it's really good. You should watch it. Um, and then Parks and Recreation. It's also just like a really... I, I, I quite like like 20 minute episodes where you don't really have to worry too much about um, paying attention. And it's like something you can just watch in your uh, lunch break. It's not like something too qu- too long. Um, so like Parks and Recreation is really good and also The Office I haven't watched the UK version but I've watched the US version and it's really really funny Um, and if like I know it's really hyped but it's worth it so like you should definitely watch it do you have any series recommendations? well definitely The Good Trouble which I've already mentioned (laughs) and then also I've really enjoyed Normal People I don't know if you've watched it Cara oh I haven't watched it it's so good for anybody who lives in the UK, it's on BBC iPlayer. I feel like at this point, almost everybody has watched it, but it's so good. But I would recommend reading the book first and then watching the series. Because you kind of, as in all books that get turned into series or movies, I think you just get like a more, a deeper insight into the characters and why they behave the way they do in the book. And then it makes yeah. more sense when you're watching the series. And then for kind of like a creepy, mysterious series, I can recommend The Fall. Oh, yeah. And it's about this serial killer. <laughs> and in his sort of day-to-day life, he is this seemingly sweet father of two little kids. And he's this grief counselor, a really, like, attractive guy. If anybody's seen <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, it's the same actor. 
Yeah. So it's, I think his name's like James Dornan or something. Plays in Ireland, so the accents are great. And But basically, he just goes around and honestly brutally murders uh, lots of women. And it's... See, I'm, it, quite, I'm quite good at, um, like, creepy shows, but Leo, like, Leo told me to watch it, and I watched the first episode, and I just couldn't. It was too much for me. It's, it's just very, because he seems so normal, and it makes me doubt, yeah. doubt humanity, because I'm like, I've seen people <laughs> that act like this and have this life, but little do I know, they could be serial killers. Like, no thanks, I don't have to think about that. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And then for another classic series, I think is This Is Us. I love that show. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen it. Oh, Cara, I think you'd really like it. It's yeah. kind of a similar vibe to The Fosters in the sense that it follows all the different characters that are in the family. Um, there's one child that's adopted and they all kind of deal with their different struggles oh, and I they love shows like talk that. about different issues that are also like going on in the world. And I know that they've now done two episodes or I think the current series is filmed in 2020 and is set in 2020. Ooh. So they're wearing masks <gasps> and I think they also talk about like the BLM movement and all of this. That's so good. So I highly recommend. I have cried so much during the series <laughs> it is so emotional honestly where can i find it on amazon prime okay nice might start so, watching that then highly recommend okay so for books like i said normal people by sally rooney is incredible i read that in less than 24 hours it's just so easily digestible <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so quick. I just think the characters are like so compelling. It's it's not that thick of a book and yeah, very interesting. Although the, the ending is kind of frustrating, but I don't want to give anything away. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and then any book from Colleen Hoover. She, in my opinion, is the most amazing like contemporary romance writer. Every single book I've read of hers just like sucks me in. And it's always, it always seems to be this like, sweet romance story but then it always has like a dark twist to it so freaking good sounds good uh one last recommendation i'd have for books is the defining decade by meg j so the title is like the defining decade why your 20s matter and how to make the most of them so it's basically written from uh, the point of view of a clinical psychologist and she kind Ooh. of talks about all the different patients that have come into her office so lots of 20 somethings that have kind of you know so you kind of hear about all their stories and it's really interesting because I think there's a lot of misconceptions around your 20s and I think lots of people just think that this is this time period which you can kind of just flounder around or but generally there's so much pressure as well if you end like if you're nearing the end of your 20s you know you kind of feel this pressure to settle down with somebody mm -hmm. and the book's kind of divided into different chapters of like love career you know, friendships, I think also social media. And it's just really, I think it's interesting to hear from so many different perspectives and I guess like a professional perspective on how to kind of make the most yeah. of this decade. And from her perspective, she kind of says it's like the most defining decade of adulthood. Apparently oh this is what like science says. I feel like so it kind of freaks you out, but also yeah. is good. <laughs> I feel like it would be a good book to, to do like an episode on. Because obviously our podcast is all about like navigating your 20s so it'd be interesting to like have a book review and just maybe uh talk about that so maybe if, if that's something you guys want to see maybe we can do that Don't yeah know. let us Get know up to it lastly shall we go into podcasts yeah okay i have one one podcast which i recommend and it's called not overthinking and it's just 
these two guys that talk about like happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Um, and I think they just they talk about things that we all experience in our life, but we don't really acknowledge it or like reflect on why we do the things we do. Um, and they just like spend episodes trying to like dissect <laughs> humanity and figure out like why we do things. So some of the some of their episodes are like, um, why do we like to be correct? Why are we scared to put ourselves out there? Why do we struggle with consistency? And uh, why do we struggle with motivation? And it's quite like an, I think it's just a nice listen because, uh, so like I, my favorite time to listen to this podcast is when I'm doing my makeup because I can just like not really think about anything else and just, um, just question why I do things in my life. But it's just like, it's like a nice listen and they both, um, I think they speak really uh, like smartly. Like they're really, they're people I want to be friends with. I don't know. It's just like a nice thing to, <laughs> nice thing to I want to start this podcast now. You should. It's really good. I'd say my number one podcast recommendation would be How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. So Elizabeth Day is a journalist. She's written for different magazines and also has like written her own book. It's called How to Fail as well, <laughs> I think based on the podcast. And it's uh, just every episode she interviews a different sort of famous or interesting person and kind of goes through their three main failures in life. So they've identified those themselves. And it's kind of the whole message of the podcast is that there's no such thing as failures it's just you know learning how to deal with failures allows you to succeed better yeah it just lets you grow it's kind of the message yeah exactly and one episode I can particularly recommend is the one with Mo Gaudat and he speaks about this algorithm he developed for happiness and this is the one episode podcast episode that I have listened to multiple times <laughs> And it honestly shifted my perspective. And it's, I've never listened to an episode like it. Like, I think this man is actually incredible. Wow. So I, I'd highly recommend that to everyone. <laughs> now I really want to listen to this one. <laughs> yes, please do. And then you'll have to let me know what you thought. I feel like people should pay um, us to do podcast reviews. Because, <laughs> like, you're really good at making <laughs> me want to watch certain podcasts. Please, Elizabeth Day, sponsor me. <laughs> 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 And then just like a fun podcast, I've only recently started listening to it, but it's called Blind Dating and it's a Spotify podcast and it's basically just like a dating show on a podcast. Ooh. So every episode they get three different people on. So one, like either bachelor or bachelorette and then two different candidates. <laughs> and then they obviously, they don't see each other. So it's basically on a Zoom call and they ask each other different questions. So like two truths, one lie, or, you know, you have to pick between two different things yeah um and then only at the end after the bachelor's kind of picked his favorite person their faces get revealed oh my gosh and then at the very end the other person gets to choose whether they actually want to go on a date with this person or whether they want to be the bachelor on the next episode of the show that sounds like a fun one to watch like a reality tv vibes (laughs) yes and um my last podcast recommendation would be The High Low. I don't know if you've listened to it. Oh, it's so good. You need to send me all it's of basically, these. Oh, they're so good. I just listen to so many podcasts. Yeah. This is with two journalists, two British journalists, Dolly Alderton and Pandora Sykes. And by their definition, it's sort of a weekly conversation between them that covers sort of highbrow to lowbrow culture. Ooh. So they have this way of talking in such a funny and yet like eloquent way about the most banal topics, but also super interesting and sort of serious topics. 
So it kind of just like covers pop culture to every sort of, you know, movement that might be going on at the moment. And so it's kind of like a news podcast, but in the most interesting way I've ever listened to one. So so good. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely recommend that one as well. See, so if you guys like don't know what to do, just do just listen to all of these podcasts. Um, yeah. and watch all these series that we're recommending and you'll be fine yeah exactly we've cured everyone's lockdown basically lockdown 2 is gonna be no problem at it's all it's easy peasy through it yeah yeah so that's uh, that's it for our um, our recommendations and things to do during lockdown we hope you enjoyed this episode and um, we know that lockdown can be tough so we just we hope you know that we're here if you guys want to message us yeah reach out at any point yeah and we're sure that we you know we'll all get through this together and at least we know that yeah in january biden is going to be president of the u.s so at least you have something exactly to look forward to <laughs> yes and i want to believe that this is only the beginning of positive news going into 2021 yeah 2020 2021 a learning curve and we're just gonna all grow and get better from here so yeah we hope you enjoyed it and we'll speak to you next week Bye. Bye, guys.